This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Zarina, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Six, seven, and nine years demanded in the Albatross case of human trafficking in St. Martin. Jamaican government to demolish illegal structures erected by gangs in Bernard Large Development Area. Inter-American Development Bank takes responsibility for controversial computer science tests. Plans for the launch of Antigua Airways on track. Jamaica elected to the International Civil Aviation Organization Council. 40th Caribbean Travel Marketplace gets off to a great start in Puerto Rico. And St. Lucia's Carnival 2023 announced. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, October 6th. We start a report today in St. Martin, where six, seven, and nine years demanded in the Albatross case of human trafficking. St. Martin Island Times reports two men and a woman from the Dominican Republic on trial for alleged involvement in a series of human smuggling operations between St. Martin and other Caribbean islands, including the British Virgin Islands and the United States Virgin Islands, in 2021 face prison sentences ranging from six to nine years. The prosecutors announced during Wednesday's hearing at the court of the first instance in St. Martin. The suspects in the investigation, Albatross, have been detained by the prosecutor's office, but the couple detained states that they were involved in the fishing trade, while the other detainee said that he was a gypsy taxi driver and that he only had taken people, some of them Brazilians, Venezuelans, and Haitians, to the beach. All three are charged with participating in human smuggling operations on September 18th and 19th, 2021 and November 19th, 2021, and laundering the proceeds of these criminal activities. However, they all proclaim their innocence. Now on to Jamaica, where the government to demolish illegal structures erected by gangs in the Bernard Lodge development area. Jamaica Information Service reports structures illegally erected on lands adjoining the Clifton community in St. Catherine, which had been captured by criminal gangs, will be demolished starting today, Thursday, October 6. Prime Minister Andrew Holness made a disclosure while providing an update on the Bernard Lodge development plan in the House of Representatives on October 5. This will be a watershed moment in Jamaica. It is not the first time the government has moved to rectify illegal settlements. I want this to be an example and a warning and a caution to Jamaicans, he said. The lands which are in the Greater Bernard Lodge Development Area have been designated for agricultural purposes. Prime Minister Holness said that the National Security Council, in reviewing the development plan, observed an insidious and growing threat in the area where alleged gangsters were capturing lands adjoining the Clifton community, creating their own informal subdivision and selling these lands under the false pretense of ownership or building on them themselves. 
A police post is to be established in the development area, which will also provide added security for community members. The Greater Bernard Lodge Development Plan will create an integrated community of 5,400 acres of land, of which 3,027 acres are dedicated to agriculture. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, Barbados, where the Inter-American Development Bank takes responsibility for controversial computer science tests administered to first formers. Barbados Today reports the Inter-American Development Bank has accepted full responsibility for the controversial computer science test that was taken recently by first form students. The parents of some of the students who took the test on Monday told Barbados Today that their children were subjected to distasteful and invasive questions in the computer science pretest, including some that quizzed them on their sexuality, gender identity, substance use, and abuse, as well as personal information about their parents. In a statement issued by the Inter-American Development Bank, the Inter-American Development Bank expressed regret that a survey administered by the bank to the children in Barbados' secondary school system had offended many Barbadians. The bank sincerely apologizes but stresses that no offense was intended. The International Development Bank recognizes its position as a development partner with the government of Barbados with a long and mutual respectful relationship and assures Barbadians it would not deliberately engage in any practice that would harm that relationship. In other news out of Grenada, Grenada Investment Development Corporation to participate in inaugural Caribbean Investment Forum. Now Grenada reports two members of the Grenada Investment Development Corporation Investment Promotion Agency are scheduled to attend the inaugural Caribbean Investment Forum, which will be held in Trinidad in November. The high-level business-focused event will bring together over 450 enterprises and investors, including leading business firms from within the Caribbean and extra-regional potential investors, key policymakers, investment facilitation agencies, and partners. Participation will be from the Caribbean, Africa, Asia, Latin America, North America, and Europe. The forum focuses on the following sectors, ag tech, agricultural technology, ICT and digital business, logistics and transportation, and the blue and green economy, including renewable energy, said Royston Cumberbatch of Grenada's Investment Promotion Agency. The Caribbean Export Development Agency, Caribbean Export, in collaboration with the government of Trinidad and Tobago, CARICOM, and the Caribbean Development Bank, the Caribbean Association of Investment Promotion Agencies, and with the support of the European Union, organized the Investment Forum, which will be held at the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Port of Spain from November 8 to 11. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. To share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Here's some great news out of Antigua. Plans for the launch of Antigua Airways on track. 
Antigua Newsroom reports the government of Antigua and Barbuda has confirmed that plans are on track for the launch of Antigua Airways by the first week of November at the very least. The airline was first announced in July by Prime Minister Gaston Brown, who said an October start was the goal. The new airline, which will operate flights to Nigeria, Ghana and Canada, will be based in Antigua and Barbuda. Other flights to other countries in West Africa will be added as the airline grows. The government of Antigua and Barbuda is part owner in the company and will enjoy 20% of the profits generated. The majority shareholders in Nigerian Investment Group will receive 80% of Antigua Airways profits. In other aviation news, Jamaica elected to the International Civil Aviation Council. Jamaica Information Service reports Jamaica has been elected to the powerful 36-member International Civil Aviation Organization Council for 2022 to 2025. The election took place at the International Civil Aviation Organization's 41st Assembly, being held at the organization's headquarters in Montreal, Canada from September 27 to October 7. Jamaica's Minister of Transportation and Mining, Audley Shaw, who heads Jamaica's delegation to the Assembly, had described the country's election to the Council as a pivotal one for the nation and region. Mr. Shaw contended that this will ensure a platform for more uniform and inclusive participation in aviation deliberations and development across the region. The minister emphasized that Jamaica sees its role as increasingly important as the country's position itself to support the much-needed acceleration of the aviation industry's key developments and sustainability priorities. For his part, Director General of the Jamaican Civil Aviation Authority, Nari William Singh, indicated that the election demonstrated Jamaica's significance and continued contribution to the field of civil aviation. Additionally, he said it was indicative of our commitment to supporting the promotion of international standards that ensures uncompromised safety, efficiency, security, and environmental sustainability within the region and beyond. Jamaica's election to Part 3 of the Council, comprising states, ensures geographic representation, is expected to be part of strategic importance for the island, the Caribbean, and other small island developing states, as well as least developed states globally. Jamaica has been an International Civil Aviation Organization member state since 1963 and represented the English-speaking Caribbean on the Council from 1977 to 1986. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Trinidad's Agostura launches Sustainable Future Cocoa Project. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports Agostura has announced a program designed to ensure a sustainable future for small-scale organic cocoa farmers in Trinidad and Tobago. The program will empower small local cocoa farmers while protecting and promoting Trinidad's prize Trinitario variety, the majority state-owned enterprise said in a release. 
Augusturo launched Coco Bitters in 2020 as a celebration of the company's provenance and as a part of its commitment to promote local industries. The Augusturo Coco Bitters Sustainability Future Initiative will focus on farmer education and empowering to support the survival of the Trinitario Coco variety, as well as promote the continued quality of Trinidad Trinitario Coco on the world stage captured through digital storytelling and documentary filming. When combined with Agastura's blending expertise, it creates an award-winning Coco Bitters that is perfect in cocktails such as the Espresso Martini or to enhance flavors of culinary dishes like savory sauces and desserts. For more information, visit AgosturaBitters.com. Now, here's a look at tourism in Puerto Rico, where the 40th Caribbean Travel Marketplace gets off to a great start. The Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association 40th Caribbean Travel Marketplace got off to a roaring start in San Juan, Puerto Rico on Monday. The Marketplace Excellence Caribbean Tourism Authority is a new resource for all things related to marketing, branding, and promoting the unique Caribbean experience. The opening, which took place at the Distrito T-Mobile Entertainment and Retail Complex, followed the Caribbean Travel Forum and Award Presentation at Caribe Hotel, where Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association President Nicola Madden-Greg delivered her State of the Caribbean Hospitality Industry Address. Key takeaways included, the Caribbean has shifted from recovery to growth mode. South America is a market to keep an eye on. Affluent travelers are driving the growth. Regional and multi-destinational travel is a growth opportunity. And responsible and sustainable policies must guide our growth. More than 700 delegates have attended this year's marketplace, with representation from about 25 buyer countries. For the first time, new buyers from countries including Latvia, Poland, Mexico, and India participated in the experience. And here's our final note, St. Lucia Carnival 2023 announced. St. Lucia's Ministry of Tourism, Investment, Creative, Industry, Culture, and Information, in participation with the Cultural Development Foundation and the Carnival Planning and Management Committee, announced an exciting and cultural-rich St. Lucia Carnival from July 1st to 19th, 2023. The calendar includes the Calypso and Soka Monarch competitions, King and Queen of the Bands, Panorama, the Carnival Queen Show, Juve, private parties, concerts, and the two-day parade of bands. In stimulating more international demand, a delegation led by St. Lucia's Minister of Tourism, Investment, Creative Industries, Culture, and Information, Dr. Ernest Hilaire, hosted a media launch of the 2023 edition of St. Lucia's Carnival in Miami, Florida today, October 6. The 2023 edition of St. Lucia Carnival will continue to be a focal point for the upcoming regional and international fall, winter, and summer global marketing roadshows. This podcast has been brought to you by Zarina, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. 
This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, October 6th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.